everybody, and welcome to this edition of It's About Us. I'm your host, Rush Starwish, and I really hope your family is doing well, and I hope your family is safe. Um, I think a lot of people made this unfortunate prediction, including right here on It's About Us. Roughly five weeks ago, when we saw states like Florida, uh, Texas, Georgia, North Carolina make that decision to open early, uh, while states like Illinois decided to hold back and assess the situation, assess COVID-19. Uh, a lot of states reopened, and now we are seeing the unfortunate results. Uh, COVID-19 cases are on the rise like never seen before. Record-setting days in California, Arizona, and many other states across the nation. This is indeed a scary time. And it's not impossible to say that even here in Illinois, even though we had Phase 4 opening just a couple days ago, we are now looking at a potential situation where we might have to take it all back. Only because COVID-19 is hard to understand. It's dangerous. Um, We know that. It's unpredictable. And we don't know all the ins and outs of COVID-19. And that's what makes it so terrifying. More importantly, we don't have a vaccine for it. The testing seems to be uh, in good shape, meaning there are options to be tested. I got tested uh, three weeks ago. I mean, could we use more locations? Of course, but testing is going well, I would say, at least here in the state. I'm certain that uh, nationally we're, we're doing okay. Nowhere near as good as Donald Trump is saying, And we'll get into that in a second. But we have to acknowledge at this point, at this stage, that COVID-19 is here, it is dangerous, and it's, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So this is our moment where the people that we elect in office, we are asking them to, one, acknowledge that this is a serious problem. Number two, Take the right action and make sure that everyone unanimously agrees as to what the right action is. And this is where we now get into Donald Trump, the president of the United States. Anyone who knows me knows that I've been very critical of Donald Trump. It's not because he's just a Republican. That has nothing to do with it. To me, when I assess any world leader, especially our president, I don't put a title behind it, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. Everything comes down to the job that you're doing. And are you making the right decisions that is truly best for everyday Americans? And I would respond when it comes to Donald Trump is this. Hell no. This may surprise you. When it comes to a situation like COVID-19, now I'm going to come from a political standpoint. If Donald Trump, he, he could have used... This very unfortunate, very dangerous situation here in the United States and unite this country. Instead, he decided to make COVID-19 a political issue. And there's a lot of things that Donald Trump has said. I mean, you remember when he said that maybe we'll try chlorine, you know, and inject that, you know, into, into your body or the, the injecting UV rays as a way to treat COVID-19. No facts behind it. Remember the malaria drug as well that he was uh, pushing? But no facts behind it. And you can't help to scratch your head and say, why or how 
could we have anybody that's a president who has all the top scientists, doctors surrounding them to not have the ability to clearly communicate with the people of this country? Somehow Donald Trump has managed to mess that up. But out of everything, every mistake that Donald Trump has made so far during the COVID-19 pandemic, the part where I'm personally disappointed in is the simple ask and the simple leadership to make sure that the president is always wearing his mask publicly and also to make sure that you are preaching and you are sending the important message that we have to all wear masks when we are out in public and making sure that we are practicing social distancing at all times. Simple message. It is so easy with everything that we know now with COVID-19. And this is where Donald Trump has truly failed like never before. And I remember he was at, I believe it was at a Ford plant in Detroit. And this is where I, at least for me, when I watched this clip, I looked at it and I said, what is he doing? Why is Donald Trump making a point to not wear his mask? Look, whether you like Donald Trump or not, he has like 40 million followers on Twitter. And he does have a, a strong base that unbelievably listen to him and only him. He's the final word, the spoken word. And it was this moment, I want to say this was about five, six weeks ago at a, a, a Ford plant in Detroit. And, and it was this moment where I knew that something is going to go terribly wrong with this president. If there was a lot of interest about whether you would end up wearing a mask today, could you just take us through your thought process of why you decided not to wear well, a mask? Well, I did wear, I had one on before. I wore one in this back area, but I didn't want to give the press the pleasure of seeing it. But no, I had it in the back area, I did put a mask on. Did you have the goggles on too as well, sir? I did, I had goggles, goggles and a mask right there. Why would you not be and here's another one. Why would you not be wearing it? Okay. Because in this area, why would you, you not take be wearing it, it here, sir? Uh, not necessary here. Well, everybody's been tested, and I've been tested. In fact, I was tested this morning. So there you go, I, disaster, Donald. That's the only way I could explain Donald Trump right now. He is disaster, Donald. Why can't you just step up and wear the mask? Why do you have to pick your moments? The whole idea is that when you are in public, wear the mask. The science shows that when you wear the mask, at least it limits the chances of spreading COVID-19. Nothing is guaranteed. We know that. And this is the part that really burns me up when it comes to Donald Trump, is that he has this unbelievable platform to set an example, an opportunity to lead. And he completely chooses to make the wrong decision and be a horrible leader by telling people that they have a choice. There shouldn't be a choice when it comes to our health. There shouldn't be a choice when it comes to our lives. And I remember, let's take you back to April, during a press briefing when it was, you know, when it was suggested to wear a mask. Here is Donald Trump again, um, giving people the idea that you don't have to wear a mask. The CDC is advising the use of non-medical cloth face covering as an additional voluntary public health measure. So it's voluntary. You don't have to do it. They suggest it for a period of time. 
but uh, this is voluntary. I don't think I'm going to be doing it. It's a CDC. Yeah, so there you go. I'm not doing it. Donald Trump thinks he's better than everyone. He is disaster Donald. So this is why I think Donald Trump is in big trouble. I was one of the people that would always say that it seems like Donald Trump, no matter matter what kind of crap he throws on the wall, because he throws so much crap on the wall that you can't keep track of it. He was always so elusive with making sure to keep the news cycle going of all his BS. But I believe it's caught up to him. When you have a clear, a clear scene of how COVID-19 is spreading across this country, and you still have a president that's oblivious to that, Tulsa, that rally that he had last Friday, speaks volumes. It had nothing to do with protesters. I think everyday Americans, Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter what party you're from, have, have come up with this conclusion that we are going to avoid public spaces as much as possible, especially in a public setting where you are told, ah, you could wear a mask or you don't have to wear a mask. Oh, I'm not going to wear a mask. That's the president, the supposed leader of our country. And I think with the economic meltdown that we're facing, he also doesn't have an answer for it. When you are oblivious towards the danger and the power of COVID-19, it's a trickle-down effect. Because that means if you don't understand the danger of COVID-19, you truly don't understand how this affects our economy, not just for the next month or two, but for the next one year, two years. And Donald Trump has completely lost control. He has lost complete control of his presidency. He knows it. He understands that. And do I support Joe Biden? Yes. Anybody except Donald Trump. But for Joe Biden to be most of the time in his Delaware home doing Zoom interviews all day, for him to be enjoying double-digit leads across the country and also uh, in various swing states, I think Donald Trump is looking ahead and realizing that his time is up. So yes, it will not shock me if Donald Trump decides to somehow, some way, step out of the race and just simply not run because he doesn't want to lose. The other option, which I think is a horrible option, I think he will fail, if he finds a path or tries to find a path to delay the election, try and close down the post office, he'd have to do something radical. And I think for the first time, the Republicans at that stage will say, no, we're not going to go along with that. So yes, Donald Trump is in deep trouble. He is disaster Donald. And I think all the crap he's thrown at the wall, people are starting to look at it and say, wow, this guy truly is a hot mess. He is not a leader. He is not intelligent. And he is not our president of the United States. This is not what we expect. We expect way more levels, leaps, and bounds more from the person that we call the leader of the free world. Donald Trump, is not, he's not that guy. He knows it. Come on now. I know he's got a big ego. But I think he knows He knows right now that he's lost control. We need a leader right now in office. Am I saying that Joe Biden is that leader? I don't know. He is definitely better than Donald Trump. That's for sure. Okay, I've said this a million times over, that the protests that we have been watching uh, for the past month 
have been truly inspirational. And I have only one future concern when it comes to all these protests. We see all these uh, young men and women, majority of them, 18 and up. They're protesting, holding signs, Black Lives Matter, and a bunch of other different signs. Signs of democracy and freedom and hope. My number one concern is, are you going to vote? Are you going to step up? Are you going to carry this momentum and vote in November? And that remains to be seen. I've always said that in historically disenfranchised communities, if we were able to register people to vote and make sure that they vote, we would be electing a lot of Democrats and a lot of people who are going to serve those underserved communities. The problem is, and Republicans know this, that the way the voting system is set up, people who live in poor communities, disenfranchised communities, tend to not want to vote. And that's why during our campaign, we realized that as well. And that's why when I ran, I knew that we had to do something about it. We had to make sure that we had a organization that was going to register people to vote. And Sofian Sholtov is going to be joining us. Uh, we realized deep in the election that at least in the area that um, the area that I'm from and that vicinity, a lot of people weren't registered to vote. And then we did research and realized different parts of Chicago. Uh, also, people aren't registered to vote. So this is something that's very important to me. Uh, I realize that it's not going to be a mission that we can accomplish overnight. But for us to have a chance to really have the right people in office, you must register people to vote, and we have to make sure that there's an organization that's going to communicate with those registered voters all the way until their primary comes up or, of course, when the general election comes up. And joining me right now, and it's uh, actually what a historic moment for the Pilsen Rush Production Studios to have our very first guest in, in studio, the co-founder of the group called Saltu. First of all, Sofian Sheltov, welcome to the program. And I, that's a pretty tricky word. So what does, what does Saltu mean for people who are wondering what's that funny word? I'm uh, you know, very happy to be on here. I know you have a very large audience that, that listens to the, uh, to the podcast. People who we're, we're getting there, Sofian. The growth. Yeah, growth. It's very, it's very important, <laughs> absolutely. And, and, um, we don't have Rush Limbaugh um, numbers yet, but it, <laughs> we're getting there. One viewer, one viewer at a time. <laughs> absolutely. So, Saltu, so, what does that mean? Yeah, so, so Saltu um, in Arabic stands for vote. It's the plural uh, version of the word vote. Um, and the organization itself... Uh, the, the, it, it's, it's launched and the purpose of it is to register and engage to vote um, Middle Eastern and North African um, uh, eligible voters, right? And, and we're, we're launching the organization here in the southwest suburban area of, Chicago, uh, of, of the Chicagoland area um, because there is a large Middle Eastern North African population uh, there and many of them are eligible to be registered to vote, eligible to vote, but they're not registered. Why are they currently. not registered to vote? I'm I'm a little bit curious. Like why? Because the people that were, 
and the organization. I mean, I'm helping out, sure. um, you know, but why are people not registered to vote? What's the problem? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of different issues that, that come into play, right? I think a lot of, um, a lot of it comes from uh, a lot of these, these families. They come from uh, different countries overseas where there may not be, there may be a system where you vote, uh, but it may not be the most, you know, democratic system. Uh, let's say, and 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 uh, they may feel like, and 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 the sentiments that I've heard from lots of, from many of them, is that you know, well, my vote doesn't matter, right? At the yeah. end of the day, whoever whoever they quote unquote want to be in office is going to be in office, yeah. and I think so. Uh, essentially, they come from governments that are deemed corrupt, correct? And they come to the United States, and they're like, what's the point? That's correct. Po- politics is all corruption. Yeah. And sadly, yes. they're not off even in the United States. You you can make that case that. It all feels like a waste of time, but it really doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, obviously we're making, we're doing our launch today uh, at, at 6.30, right after, right after your podcast, uh, 6.30 Central Standard Time. And, and um, you know, uh, during that launch, we're going to discuss, you know, how many, we're going to re- get real deep into the numbers and talk about, you know, how many people uh, are needed to win an election in this district and how many Middle Eastern North African voters there are in this district. Right, uh, and if they were registered to vote, and if they actually went out and voted, they could actually make a significant well, impact. Now, the time is limited here in, on this podcast. I know you said you're going to dig deep in the numbers, but sure. just give us in general some of these, let's say, local trustee elections. Having more people from the MENA, Middle Eastern, North African community vote, what would that translate to in terms of wins? Sure, I mean. If, especially within the within Palos Township, uh, Palos Hills and Palos Heights, in terms of the municipalities, as well as Orland Township and Orland Park, um, those are those are municipalities and townships where the Middle Eastern North African vote uh, could make a significant impact in the outcome of every single local election, whether that being from mayor to treasurer to clerk. Which is where all the action happens. I know it's not as sexy as, let's say, U.S. Senate, Congress, President, but that's where all the action takes place. What happens in your own backyard, if you will? Absolutely. Like like everyone says, all politics is local, right? And 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 the reality is that those local elected officials actually have a very significant impact on your day to day life, right? Things that that you know when you take your family to a park or when you're driving on the road, right? And you see, you know, the oh, this road hasn't been fixed or um, you're trying to get permits for, to do different things. And, and so there's a lot of impact that happens at that local level of politics that people kind of, uh, glaze over, I guess they go to straight to the co- yeah. congressional Senate, you know, presidential level. Yeah, I think that's probably, I would say in general minorities sure. were minorities. I think yeah. that's the part where there is such, there's a lot of educating that still needs to happen when it comes to letting people understand why it's so important that they vote. Is Saltu going to handle that part as well? Absolutely. So the critical part, um, so there's really two hills, right? You've got the first hill, which is, okay, let's get this person registered to vote. Let's get them to understand that voting is important. Okay, so we get them registered to vote. But then even when you do that, a lot of people may be registered to vote, but they don't actually vote, right? So you have the second hill where you have to encourage them and educate them on the importance uh, and to speak on the fact that their vote actually matters, right? Um, and then Can you hear to me? constantly remind them that their because their vote matters, it's their responsibility to go out and vote in this election that's coming up in November and and you know 
the municipals in 2021 and 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 so on. Okay, so for people that uh, want to learn more about Saltu, where can they go? And heck, since I'm going to give you uh, a a cheap plug, if you will, okay, people can donate because that's a big part of the group. Is that you're Absolutely. looking to hire some people to Absolutely. register people to vote? Absolutely. So this is this is uh, we would love for people to volunteer, and we th- we think that that's very important. But obviously, this is an operation that requires. Um, uh, paid staffers, and that's in, in exactly what we intend on doing. So to learn more about the organization, you can go to sautu.org, S-A-A-W-T-U.org, or you could visit our Facebook page at Sautu USA, S-A-A-W-T-U USA uh, on, on Facebook. Um, and, you know, uh, you can donate on the page, learn more about us, and feel free to join us on our launch today at 6.30. All right. Sofian Sheltoff, co-founder of Saltu. Thank you so much for having me. How about me, that, Sofian? Absolutely. Well, I'm, you know, I'm very, we, I'm very we did the campaign and realized, well, we maybe didn't get what we want, but had to make sure that we kept the ball rolling because we, we identified a major concern. That's, that's um, absolutely right. A huge concern. Got to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sofian, thank you very much, man. We're coming up on the program in a couple of minutes. Uh, Bentley Patterson will be joining us. It was a, it was a, a quite an effort to try and get her on, but I tell you what, uh, you know who we do have on uh, is our friend, our good friend Bentley Patterson. Um, Bentley, let me yes, ask sir. you this: uh, uh, There you are, there you are, and you can hear me also, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I am so sorry that didn't work out with her. She's yeah. got the coolest message, especially yeah. for the Fourth of July. I didn't want to give up. I tried, there. Bentley. I, I know, tried. I know. You you tried everything you can, and unfortunately, she came through earlier on, like you said, um, and she may have like I disabled the the talking part of it. But anyway, she had a great message, and if you go to her Facebook page, she's got an important message for the safety of pets for the Fourth of July because with all the fireworks going off, um, it really does spook these dogs, and she is very involved in doing that. So um, yeah, think about your pets. Uh, do you own a pet Bentley? I never asked you that. I've known you for almost 11 years now. Do you you, know what? Do you own a dog? Uh, Do you own a cat? You look like you would own a cat. You look like a cat guy. Oh, are you kidding me? I am insulted. I am beyond insulted. Really? That that is just, you know what? It's not the end of the world. It's why is that such an insult? You're insulting cat owners across the nation right now. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what? They can be insulted. Um, Yeah. Um, I I have uh, no affinity for uh, cat lovers. It's why bother, you know, with a cat, but dogs are awesome. I like dogs. Dogs like me. Uh, I I, um, have always been a dog person. Uh, My parents, you know, raised this with dogs. Your story. Oh my God. How heartbreaking. Confessions of it's about us with rush. Yeah. I, I never knew that story either, man. That was cool. Um, you know, uh, cool. Are you kidding me? Then no, there's nothing cool yeah, with that. I, I'm I, I, it's I miserable. Hey, but by the way, do you where like are the, you? Uh, where, where are you Bentley? Well, I am, I'm downtown Naperville, right by the beautiful bridge, <laughs> the covered bridge in here. And, and just over there is the, uh, freedom isn't free. And it looks like it's going to start raining here in a bit. I'm hearing thunder, but you know, what's the the bridge? Because you you rush, my friend, are such a bridge builder. You know, oh, dear I God. mean, you 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 know, you have that photograph of you up against the wall. But I want you to tear down that wall and 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 demonstrate to us, you know, the bridge building capacity that you have, 
you know, and, and the power that you have and, and, and hopefully soon you'll be the representation there in the third district and, and uh, be able to do that. But hey, you like our statue? They haven't torn down the big dick. I just want you to know that the big dick is Tracy, Dick Tracy, that is, is still here in Naperville. Bentley, have you been, I know you listened to the show uh, earlier in the program. I made a, a pretty bold prediction that I think out of all the, all the mess that Donald Trump has gotten himself in throughout his presidency, I believe that his time is up. I believe that this is probably, it's possible, the, maybe the first time in his presidency that he is, he is probably most likely acknowledging that he's in big trouble, that no matter who runs against him, that he's not going to make it. He's not going to make it for another term. And, and this goes back to us about three years ago when or three and a half years ago or probably right when we first started hearing about it what does putin have on trump there's something there there's got to be something because he has yet to call out putin for for putting a bounty on our soldiers heads how can you do that how can you make this big thing about benghazi 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 that was all we ever heard right i mean you you just solidified susan rice if she wants to be the the vp candidate She's got no problem now. No. Don't do that to me. Did I lose you for a second? No, we hear you. Like, you okay, sorry. So, so COVID-19, I believe that he's lost control. I believe he knows he's wrong. He knows he mishandled it. Um, he had a rally in Tulsa where he claimed 100,000 people were coming. Just a little over 6,000 people show up. Mil- million. Million. They had, a, they yeah. had over a million requests for tickets. But but they were estimating 100,000 people were going to show up that they would have uh, 20,000, 19,000 in, in, in the stadium, and there would be such a large overflow crowd. Yep. And can you imagine this? Now, again, I always like to draw back to my experiences during the campaign. And we've had events where we fell short. But I cannot imagine. I can't imagine where... There was an event that I was expecting a large crowd, a huge crowd of, let's say, a thousand people, which is in congressional races. If you can get a thousand people, that's a and like that's the equivalent of like sixty people showing up out of a thousand. Can you imagine Donald Trump, who's expecting a hundred thousand? This was supposed to be the launch of his campaign. He was supposed to put his campaign on the map, and oh my, he's got to feel right now that. He's in trouble that even his own base are kind of like, oh, I don't know, Donald, you're messing this up. That picture of him walking across from the helicopter back to the White House afterwards, you know, hat in hand, essentially, um, you know, kind of summed it up there. I mean, it was it, that picture was worth a thousand words. It really did say that you know, that was a man who felt dejected and uh, and and it hasn't gone well for him since, actually. This whole Russia thing that's coming out now, um, uh, COVID nineteen numbers exploding in 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 Florida, in Texas, um, in in states where he was at Tulsa. Did you see the numbers shot up after he was there in Tulsa? He's got what half a dozen of his Secret Service detail now that's on quarantine right now. Yeah, he is. He's in trouble, and my prediction is it's not impossible that he might find a way to to weasel to weasel himself out of the race basically find a way to get out if he can find a justified angle to get out of the race it would not shock me at this point that he'll find a way to quit your there's thoughts there's no way 
<laughs> There's no way he's he is. Can I dream for a little bit? Don't there is don't no ruin my dream. Way. I wanted to dream. You know what? He is going to say that it's a big, huge conspiracy or something, and he's going to spin it all back on the press. And you watch this guy; he is amazing at his ability to survive. It, it, it. Yeah. yeah I mean, we never thought he was a real, true politician, but man, he's he is tough. a spinster. He'll just deny it. Ever he'll deny reality. And here's the other thing: is that he's going to have his base that's going to follow him. It's going to be scary. Now you're right. All right, so I guess you literally, all the hype and all the, I was so fired up about talking about how he might just leave the race, pack his no bags, way. go home, no and not you you destroyed me. You destroyed me, Bentley. Not not, not going to happen. Uh, I, I love what the Lincoln Party is, the, the never-Trumpers out of the, uh, the Republican Party. Have you seen some of their attack ads? They are brutal, brutal. Check them out. They, they've got a really good piece on... Um, on him, uh, you know, with this being a traitor. And they call him that in so few words. Donald the traitor. Anything like else? Donald the disaster. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Disaster Donald? Yeah, disaster Donald. Eh. I like that. Yeah, I got all the spare time on my hand. Got to come up with something unique. All right, final words uh, before I let you go, Bentley. Hey, you know what? Uh, I missed it, but happy Father's Day to you. I understand Thanks, you got a likewise. nice banana cream pie. You didn't even have yeah. to empty the dishwasher for it this time. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you. Um, a lot of great accomplishments during COVID-19. <laughs> Bentley, yeah. thank you very much, my friend. Take care, my friend. We'll see you later. All right. That was uh, Bentley Patterson. Uh, Christine, sorry we're not able to get you on. The good news is we could always uh, try and get you on uh, next week because there's always going to be pet owners um, who are suffering from COVID-19, and we really do need to know what are the steps people can take. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. If you miss portions of this program, make sure to uh, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and now even on Pandora. Take care. God bless you all. And we'll see you next week on It's About Us.